Now, yesterday, a report by Public Health Ontario uh, showed that COVID-19 cases, test positivity rates and hospitalizations have gone up since March 21st. That date is important because that was the date that the mask mandate were lifted. Now, before you start groaning, let's just talk about the effect of the mask mandate on schools and the fact that there are a lot of trustees uh, from school boards like Halton, Hamilton, Ottawa, that say they are going to introduce motions to bring back masking rules in their schools. This does not have to do with the fact that there are uh, fewer kids or kids are being admitted into the hospital. I believe this has to do with the fact that they want to keep kids in school as long as possible. Here is our chief medical officer of health, Dr. Kieran Moore, talking about COVID and the masking mandate. We will not be reinstating a broad mask mandate at this time. We should all be prepared that we may need to resume a requirement for mask wearing in indoor public spaces if a new variant of concern emerges, a threat to our healthcare system, or potentially during the winter months when COVID-19 and other respiratory viruses are likely to circulate again. Okay, so they're leaving it up to us to do the right thing. And they're hoping that people will realize, you know, we could blunt this by putting on masks and socially distancing and just doing more of what we know. However, when asked about bringing the school, the masking mandate back to schools, here's what Dr. Moore said. There's been no significant rise in the risk of children in the intensive care unit. So of all of Ontario, 2.75 million children, there's two in the intensive care unit right now. On average, we're having uh, 30 to 60 children admitted to hospital. Some of those are incidental admissions to hospital as well uh, over a one-week period. So we've not seen any significant threat to the uh, health of children. I don't know that it's about the health of children per se and the threat of serious illness is why we, you know, teachers and staff are hoping that mass mandates will come back to schools. Annie Kidder is here. She's executive director for People for Education. Maybe you can give us some interesting perspective, insider perspective on this, Annie. I mean, I just, to me, uh, outsider looking in, it seems like Dr. Kieran Moore's missing the point of masks in schools. Um, thank you so much for having me. And yes, to me, you know, insider and outsider, I think the point has been missed too. I think the thing that's, you know, the overall kind of common sense part of this about human behavior is it helps to have some rules. It sends a really, really, really clear message that wearing a mask makes a difference. So Public Health Ontario, as opposed to Dr. Moore and the COVID science table, both said part of the reason that we're seeing part of the reason this big uptick in, in cases is because we got rid of the mask mandate. And they both agreed that masks should be mandatory. And they said in essential public spaces. So schools, grocery stores, drug stores. And I think that why school boards are struggling now is that they're going and they're seeing, you know, there's lots of teachers and students off sick. There are schools yeah where 30% of the kids are away with COVID, except we're not keeping track of it. So some boards, Toronto, for instance, has said, okay, we're going to keep track of COVID cases, uh, despite the province not doing it. But one of the things we're running into right now is boards did say, and public health units, yeah, you can say that at the provincial level, but we're going to keep our mask mandates. And that got told very fiercely, whenever that was, last month, nope, you can't, you can't do that. You can't choose that at your local level. So it's going to be interesting to see as these votes happen in boards, whether they're allowed uh, to continue the mask mandates. But it's like at this point, kids are 
pretty used to wearing masks. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very easy thing to do, and it makes a difference. And the you know public health experts are saying this is our simplest, easiest, most effective choice besides getting everybody vaccinated. Absolutely, and still young kids. Are only 40% of kids 5 to 11 are fully vaccinated. But it's a, it's, to me, I'm not a medical officer of health, it does seem a little bit like a no-brainer. And trying to understand the resistance to it, especially when all the experts are saying, please get, you know, all of the people in schools uh, wearing masks again. They're in these buildings all day. They're all with each other. And COVID, it's spreading really, really, really fast. I want to just jump in because what I think people are missing and we haven't touched on it yet is what's going on inside the schools. See, I think the masking mandate should be in schools for the very sake of stopping the spread, which you're obviously addressing Mm -hmm. because we have teacher absences and they are, as you said, you brought up 30 percent and there are kids that are absent as well. The whole idea of having masking in schools was to allow kids to get back to school safely Mm -hmm. and stay in school. That was the we wanted to avoid online learning. And it looks like there are some schools that may have to shut down because of staffing shortages. Can you speak to what happens when a teacher is absent and you can't get a substitute teacher because they're very hard to come by? Because we all know that for years, those substitute teachers, a lot of them happen to be former teachers and they're up in years and they're a high risk. So they're not filling those positions. Can you talk about what's been going on in a pinch? Yeah, well, so we just put out a big report a month ago or whenever about what principals are reporting is the biggest problem they have. And the biggest problem is staffing. And it was already a problem before COVID, but now with COVID, especially this really transmissible one, it's huge. And what we don't want to do, and this is why I was very surprised by bringing up, well, there's only, I've only for the poor two kids, kids in an ICU. In an ICU, that's, we have a huge kind of societal issue here, and we don't want to go back to online learning. It was terrible for everybody. And it's really, really important that kids are in school. Um, And it was a very odd thing to go, oh, well, we don't need to care about it because kids aren't getting that sick. Because you're right. Teachers, I mean, everybody's getting people. And when you're sick, you can't come back. You can't right away. So, and we know we have a huge staffing issue and it's incredibly disruptive. So it's hard on kids learning, on their mental health, on, on everything to do with why they go to school in the first place. So it, it's an education issue and it's a societal issue mm-hmm. and, and we can do something. Oh, sorry, I'm getting too hysterical here, but there's something we can do about it. That's the part that's frustrating. And yeah. I think we're really lacking leadership right now in terms of saying, it's okay, this isn't that hard. Let's just go back to, you know, getting kids, teachers, all school staff to wear masks. Pre-show, he took some time and and was talking to uh, teacher friends of mine, uh, doing a little calling around before they got to work. And they admit, yeah, I'm losing my prep periods for elementary school. And this is time, there are people, I was reading, following a couple of threads that weren't too long on uh, Twitter where people were, oh, cry me a river. These people get a lot of money that they, you know, they're losing their prep periods. Who cares? This is the time when they actually, if you're an elementary school teacher, when you're with the kids the whole day, you're, this is the time you use for marking, for calling parents, just in case you have to talk to the parents about anything like your kid might not be feeling so well or, you know, what's going on with, with your child. Um, this is also a time where they actually literally go to the bathroom. So I have had friends tell me I can't go into the bathroom because I'm missing my prep time. What I'm doing is I'm now subbing in for another teacher's class that isn't there. And there's four or five of us doing this through the day. So at least those kids aren't alone. And anybody who remembers grade school, 
was the best when the teacher left the classroom, mm-hmm. right? Because you you no, had like yeah. two oh, minutes yeah. to mess around <laughs> and you'd know if they weren't back in three minutes, you're like, oh my gosh, it's on. And the noise level, you'd have the teacher come into the class and lose it on you saying, I could hear you all the way down the hallway. Well, it was. It's part of the fun, too. But but to your point, but also like principals, vice principals, everybody who can is suddenly on call all the time. And then they're not able to either go to the bathroom or do the whole rest of their job. Right. So you have this kind of constant disrupt. It's a a really, really big issue that um, once you get sick, you cannot go to school and be an Mm -hmm. educational assistant or a teacher or a, you know, guidance counselor or or a caretaker. And and everybody in the schools is is taking up the slack. And it's not an optimal, you know, way to run a school system, obviously. It's not sustainable. And we know that there are people, um, anecdotally, sending their kids to school when they're not well because... You know, uh, one of my friends said, I know there are two cases of COVID in my class for sure, because uh, the parents don't have to tell you unless they want to that the kid is COVID positive, And that's why they're not in school. But there, there are two kids that did have COVID that are off. But I also know of, of three other cases. Why? Because kids talk. And mm-hmm. thank goodness they talk, because that's the only way teachers are finding out information and can kind of conduct themselves in a safe manner. But when you don't have kids wearing masks, where do you think that's going? No, and I think that that, you know, that's an example that kids talk, parents are trying to find out through the grapevine, who, you know, is there COVID in my class or not? School boards are all putting together their own policies. So what you end up with is this piecemeal approach across the province, and it's not sustainable, and it's not good for for kids or the education system. And it's a it's an it's a it's a big issue that we have to be paying attention to. Kids have been so affected by this for the last more than two years now anyway. And we have to bring everything we can to keep them in school, to keep school safe. Um, and, and to name it as only an issue that it, you know, it's not really that bad because not that many kids are in the hospital. It's like missing the whole point of the problem here. That's why public health is important because it connects mm-hmm. the dots across. And somehow our, the leadership is not doing that. Yeah, I'm a bit shocked. What do you think it'll take to get mass mandates put back into schools? Oh, do you think it'll take closing schools? Because oh, if you don't have any teachers, if you don't have enough teachers, that is invariably what's going to happen. But that's that's such a horrible way. That's why public health is important, because it's preventative, right? And it's about health promotion. So you do things before you're in a disaster. Yeah. And what I really, and I really hope, I'm, you know, I'm a human being living here, too, that we don't end up there. I really, sure. really, really, really hope. Uh, but we are already seeing schools that you, there are already classes that have gone online because there's nobody there to teach them or too many kids are away. So I hope it will not take, uh, you know, some kind of a huge, huge emergency, but it will take people speaking up hard. We're in election period saying it's OK. We don't feel this is an assault on our freedom. We think it's important that people wear masks. It's, you know, again, very easy to do. Yeah. And we think it's important because we want people to stay in school. We want teachers to be able to teach them. And that's the whole point. Annie, I want to thank you for joining the show. Thanks a lot. Okay, Have a great day. Annie Kidder is executive director for the people uh, for education.